You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Southern New England Sports Original, 103.7 WEEI. This is Meter and the Coach. Call the show at 401-737-1287. Welcome back to Meter and the Coach on 103.7 WEEI. Scott Credici filling in for John Meter Perel, Tim Welsh, Joe Passarelli. Coach, we talked a little NBA basketball. Let's talk some college hoops. And the Friars off to a nice start, ranked 25th in both polls. And, uh, you know, yesterday, Nick Coit and I on our show, we kind of uh, went over what we thought were the non-conference grades for our four local teams here in the Ocean State. And for Providence, it's hard not to give them something around an A. I mean, with the way they've played so far heading into Big East play and the start they're off to, in, in Big East play. Um, when you look at the Friars and the start they're off to under first-year head coach Kim English, what do you think? Whoop, did we lose Tim? Might have muted himself. Tim? First of all, thank you. Sorry about that, Scott. They, uh, uh, I'm not as technically savvy as a <laughs> professional radio guy like you and Joe. But anyway, um, First of all, I don't put a lot of uh, stock into the rankings when I see it from year to year, been following forever, just like you have, but uh, they're vastly underrated. You know, they've been rated behind uh, Wisconsin. Well, this is the first week they were rated in the top, ranked in the top 25. Uh, and Wisconsin's been there all, pretty much all season long. And if I do remember, they throttled Wisconsin back at the uh, at the AMP earlier in the season in November in the Gavit games. And uh, Wisconsin has three losses. Providence has two. Providence strength schedule is not not tremendously has has is not up there ranked that high yet. But obviously, the Big East takes care of all that, and they've taken they've done what they've had to do. And you know, they lost a tough game in overtime to Kansas State. Uh, we did the game at Oklahoma, which Oklahoma is very good. I believe they're ranked in the top 15. They were as high as seven at one point. They're a very good team. And I thought that was a tough uh, turnaround for Providence after the, you know, anytime you're playing URI, uh, we all know what that game is. And uh, playing that on a Saturday, then have to travel and play at Oklahoma on a Tuesday. And by the way, uh, people talking about this conference realignment, uh, I was talking to some of the guys inside the Friar program. They're like, yeah, the, the flight to Oklahoma was brutal. It was, you know, it's a four hour flight from Providence to, to Oklahoma city or where they fly into. And can you imagine though, the stories we're going to hear after these conference realignment when UCLA has to go to Rutgers and Maryland and, uh, USC, the same thing. And Arizona has got to you know go to West Virginia 
you know, it's just going to be brutal. The, the travel for these, for these young athletes is going to be absolutely brutal. So having said that, uh, they've done what exactly what they, I would give them just below an A plus. I mean, they have looked, they looked so good and just the, I'm very, very impressed just with, with Kim English as a coach coming in here and putting the system together, his guys buying in, uh, and, and bringing in Orduro and Gaines, it was, was a home run, a slam dunk, uh, out of the park because those two guys have fit in tremendously well, uh, and they've helped win a lot of games. And those two guys, you can see they played together a while too, because they look for each other. Uh, and then you saw it at the end of the Butler game with, with Gaines, uh, knocking in that shaft to tie the game and put it into overtime. So they've done a great job. Devin Carter's playing at an All-American type level. And Hopkins, to this point, has been probably not as good as people thought he would be at this point in the season. But I think the best is yet to come. He's he's really good on the big stage, and I think he's probably just trying to fit into the new system. Maybe he's he's wandering on the perimeter a little bit. I think probably they should he should post up a little bit more when on opportunity. Uh, that's not really where they play. I like the way they play. They play kind of a five-out system. It's a, it's math again, and they're going to take layups or, or make threes. And that, and defensively, that's what they're trying to do too. They're they're very good defensively. You know, they don't they don't give up threes. They pressure the ball on the outside, and they make you to take they force you to take tough twos. And now looking at the league, I think they're right there in the top group in the top tier with with UConn, with Marquette, with Creighton. Uh, I think they're right there. UConn, Marquette, Creighton, and Providence, I think, are your top teams at this point in the Big East moving forward. But, you know, you got to go on the road and do it, and that, that'll be the test as they start to go on the road. And, Tim, yeah, what you mentioned last there, the defense, that's what's impressed me the most. And I'll be the first to admit, I didn't know what kind of coach Kim English was because I didn't watch any George Mason basketball before he arrived at Providence. But I'm thoroughly impressed with the way – that team defends and if they continue to defend like that and buy in on the defensive end of the floor that's going to keep them in and give them a chance to win a ton of basketball games down the stretch and I just love that about this team you mentioned Devin Carter he has been the star of stars in this team and I just love the guy's work ethic the effort you you know you're going to get everything he has every minute he's on the floor I, my question to you is, and I love the kid. I, I give me a team of five, De, uh, Devin Carters. I, I'll take it. Um, but I wonder, is he a guy whose talents and abilities translate to the next level? Can you see this guy in the NBA or anything more than a fringe NBA guy, maybe on the end of someone's bench, or could this guy actually be a guy that makes it to the next level and contributes at the next level? Absolutely. Yeah, I have no, I have no doubt he will be playing at the next level. I, first of all, defensively, he's he's terrific. He can guard anybody with those long arms. I mean, he's got a wingspan. He's like he plays like he's six eight out there on the floor defensively. And the thing that makes me think that now he he can be an NBA player, will be an NBA player, is that he's worked on his skills. He's worked on his offensive skills. He's better off the bounce now. Uh, he's a better passer. I mean, shooting as a guard, shooting 50% from the floor and 40% from the three now. And before he was basically a standstill shooter that needed a, needed a lot of space to get his three off because he kind of had that little hitch in his shot. But now he's he's worked on it. He's worked on it where he's a good catch and shoot guy, and he can come off a screen and knock it down too very quickly. He doesn't need as much space as in the past. You can tell he's worked on his offensive game a lot over the 
over the past uh, year since the end of last season. So yes, absolutely. He's a matchup nightmare. He really is. I don't know who you, I don't know how you defend him. I mean, you put a taller guy on him and he's going to go by, he's too quick. He put a smaller guy on him. He's too strong and too tall, too long. Uh, so he is really, and they do a nice job of moving him around too with their offense. I mean, he's hard to, their offense is very unpredictable because their system is basically on reads, reads and reacts and spacing which means uh, they're going to go to their spots and then everybody's going to move accordingly where the ball is and where the, the defense is. So it's, it's hard to scout that offense. It really is, especially when you have so many good skilled players out there on the floor and Arduro, he is really good. I mean, he is, he's fun. I like watching him a lot too. He's such a good passer. He makes, he can make you pay in a lot of different ways. He can go down low and he's got that power. He can make, make plays around the rim. But he also, he can step out, too, and shoot the ball a little bit. And he's a really good passer for a big guy. And, and he bangs around on defense. He doesn't he doesn't give up anything. You know, he's not really a shot blocker, per se, but he takes up space in there. And he's very smart. He's very smart. And I think that's the one thing. They have a group of very high IQ basketball players. So that, that's what makes them fun to watch. And I think that's what's going to make them. Uh, they can go a long, long way this season. Boy, you are so right about Adoro, too. What an addition he was, and, and ticket gains for that matter. But Adoro, just what a great get for Kim English, and he has been a difference maker. Let's move on to the Bryant Bulldogs. To me, they're next in the in the order of grades. I would give the Bulldogs probably a B plus, and I say that because this is a program that went through a lot during the offseason with Jared Grasso and everything that happened there. And for Phil Martelli Jr. to come in and have them off to the start that they are, they're 8-6 and six right now, playing a real tough non-conference slate, highlighted by that win down in Boca Raton against 10th-ranked Florida Atlantic. So I'll give the Bulldogs a, a solid B-plus to start the season. Absolutely. Phil's, Phil Martelli Jr. has done a great job. He really has. Uh, uh, when they tabbed him and gave him the full-time uh title earlier in the season i thought bill smith said is smart as ad as you can find because you know when you have something right in front of you that's that's good lock them up and that's what phil is highly respected amongst the coaches coaching community not just because of his name you know he's earned his stripes he's been he's been a lot of places uh, he's been a big part of their recent success with his recruiting and his on-court coaching and he's proven it since and he's uh just a terrific guy too and it happened for him and his family because he he deserves it and he's gonna he's gonna run with it he really is and i think they're one of the top teams in the Marquise. they actually play today they're at Ole miss today and uh which Ole miss is number 24 in the country so that'll be a, another good test but they're not afraid that's for sure. You know, they played Ole Miss, Cincinnati, Xavier, uh, and you mentioned Rutgers. And then, of course, the great win at Florida Atlantic, who's who's 10th in the nation right now. So uh, they've done a really good job. You know, the kid Bullock is uh, – Gross Bullock is fun to watch. And Earl Timberlake's another guy that's very, very good. And uh, If you want to see good basketball, I'd take a ride up to Smithfield once they get in the league, speak, into league play because they play a fun style, but they play the right way. And Phil's done a really good job. And, and – and again, it's it's almost like the Joe Missoula situation, you know, gets the job right as the season's beginning. And that's not easy to do. That's very difficult to do, to move over. And, you know, you have relationships as an assistant. And now your relationships change a little bit when you become the head coach. You got to be put the hammer down a little bit more on the floor and off the floor. So it just shows me that the players have a lot of respect for him. 
Moving on to the Brown Bears, Tim. Uh, not the start that I think Mike Martin's team thought that they would get off to. They are currently sitting at 4-10 and with one more non-league game to go. It's here January 2nd against the Vermont Catamounts before they open up league play with Yale at home on January the 9th. But, you know, this is a team that came into the season with high expectations. They were picked to finish in the top half of the Ivy League, which means they would be one of the teams that gets to the Ivy League postseason tournament. But uh, the Bears have struggled, and I think what, you know, they've been trying to uh, run their offense through their bigs, which is understandable because they've got a lot of talent and a lot of depth up front. But with that, uh, they've committed a lot of turnovers. Uh, Their bigs have not finished at the rim as well as they probably should have and in the backcourt, you've got Keno Lilly Jr., who's a tremendous talent, but every opponent knows that, and they do, do their best to lock him down and make him work hard for his points. And there really haven't been any other guards that have stepped up outside of Lilly. I mean, you know, maybe the next best is a guy, a senior from San Diego, Kimo Ferrari, but he's been injured and in and out of the lineup here in the non-conference. So, the Bears have struggled uh, part, partly because it's been a difficult and a challenging non-conference schedule, but uh, some of it's been self-inflicted as well. Well, you know, the great thing about the, the Ivy Leagues is obviously all these, most of the Ivy Leagues have to spend November and December on the road because no one wants to go play them at, at their place. And uh, yeah, Mike Martin has proven over the years that, you know, he knows how to win in the Ivy League. The only problem is that the Ivy League is probably as good as I've ever seen it. I mean, because you're talking about the only team that's really the, the pushover, I think, is probably Dartmouth right now to, from looking at the non-conference. I mean, even... Even Columbia has played well this year. They're eight and four. Uh, Princeton twelve and one. We know what they can do. We saw last year in the NCAA tournament. Cornell's program is at a high level, and we know Tommy Amaker and Joe Jones at Harvard and and Yale are always going to be a tough out. And Penn's Penn's good as well. So it's uh, you know the league is very hard, but the the, the good thing is basically, as we all know, in those type of leagues, uh, especially if you have experience and you think that you can maybe you know, turn the corner, maybe those tough non-conference schedule made you better, is that the only thing that matters is getting into that Final Four and playing in that weekend to, to get into the NCAA tournament. So it's hard to it's hard to grade Brown at this point. Uh, you obviously know much more about him than I do, but... I like the Ivy League. I'll be keeping my eye on the schedule this year because of the fact there's so many good teams. I, I think the hope is, too, that the, the challenging non-conference schedule that they've played, that they'll be better off for it once they get into league play. Because, you know, you mentioned Columbia, and while the Lions are off to a nice start, and I think part of that is because the guys that they have in their starting lineup are now juniors and seniors that pretty much started or played a lot of minutes as freshmen and sophomores. So they have experience uh, there, but I think the other part of it is they've played a very soft non-conference schedule. I think if this Brown team played a similar non-conference slate, they'd probably have a similar record themselves. So the hope, Tim, is that by challenging themselves in the non-conference, and I'm not just talking about the you know the Power Five schools like a, a USC or Providence College. It's more so the Colgates, the Vermonts of the world, the Delawares, the Ohio's. You know they've played some good teams out of conference. And I think they're hoping that that will make them more battle-tested heading into league play. Yeah, I mean it's a fine line when you're playing uh, when you're at an Ivy League school and trying to figure out what your team needs. Now, Jimmy Engels down at Columbia, they've struggled for 
few years now they've had guys poach from their programs out of the portal so you're trying to build a little confidence with your team moving into the ivy league season that maybe you can challenge and be a better program and but i like you know with when you have a guy like mike martin coaching uh, and you have a four and ten record you know he's not losing his mind you know he feels he's not he's losing some sleep but he's not losing his mind with his team. He's trying to build his team. He understands the, it's the long haul. So I'm sure he's teaching still. He's, he's giving them confidence and telling them, listen, this this non-conference schedule that we've played is going to make us better. So I think that's when you have a guy like Mike Martin at the wheel, uh, you're going to be okay because sometimes you start off four and 10 and the coach just, he hates his team. He's, he's in their face. Uh, they're losing confidence. He loses the team and that's it. The season's over, but that's not going to happen with Mike Martin. And then we go to the roadie Rams and, you know, I think it's been a tough start to the season for Archie Miller's team. They did pick up a nice win at home yesterday against Northeastern 82 to 71. But, you know, when they beat Yale at home, they came from behind in the second half to beat a good Yale team at the Ryan Center. And then they followed that up with the interstate clash against Providence. And I thought Rhodey played a solid first half in that game before the Friars took over in the second half. I said to myself, okay, maybe Archie's going to start to get this thing going. But then they hosted Brown, and Brown controlled that game for 40 minutes and beat them. And then they went into a little bit of a, a, a skid. They lost to Charleston. They lost to Delaware. They lost to New Hampshire before the Northeastern win yesterday. Uh, I will say this. The addition of David Green, the transfer from Louisiana Tech and Hofstra, you know, he comes in yesterday, and forget about the 15 points that he scored, Tim. He brought, I think, an element of toughness and compete level that I feel like has been absent at times. So hopefully David Green's addition will – maybe rub off on the rest of the team moving forward as they get into A-10 play. Well, there's no doubt. Green will help. There's no doubt. You saw that yesterday. I mean, it's a decent Northeastern team. It's a team, Northeastern team that, you know, lost in the last seconds at Virginia. Uh, and I, everyone knows Virginia's a little bit down this year, but still, you don't, you don't roll into Charlottesville and play them to the wire unless you're pretty solid and Billy Cohen's an excellent coach. So uh, Rhode Island, my take on them is they're better. They're better than they were a year ago. And Archie's going to build the program the way he needs to build it. He's going to be patient. He's going to, you know, instill, you know, his identity into the program. And that takes time. That really does take a lot of time when you've been down for a few years. So um, I like what they're doing. I think they're going to be fine in the league. The problem they're, they're going to have this year is the league's really good. The league has not been good the last few years, but it's it's really on an uptick this year. I mean, when you have George Mason and George Washington have had really good starts to the season, and we haven't mentioned them in years as being good. Although May, George Mason was good last year with, with Kim. They won 22 games, so they were on the uptick. Dayton is terrific. Uh, we had Dayton last week, two weeks ago, uh, against they beat Cincinnati in Cincinnati. Uh, Dayton is very, very good. Uh, Davidson's back to where they need to be. St. Joe's almost beat Kentucky at Kentucky. Duquesne is good. Now, I had a long talk with Anthony Grant, uh, the Dayton coach, on the day of their game about the league. I asked him about the league, and he said the league is really good. I mean, and he mentioned teams that we haven't talked about in years. Like we said, uh, GW, uh, Davidson's back. St. Joe's has been down since Phil Martelli was let go say five, six years ago. Duquesne is good. Uh, we saw Frank Martin earlier in the season. He likes his team. And we all know what, that Bonaventure is always good. They're 9-3. And, and how and how about this? Scott LaSalle under Fran Dunphy. 
has done well this year. They're nine and four. So it's you've got a big, big jump. This league is hard. It's a hard league now all of a sudden. And so it's hard to get to the top. But I think they're making strides. And you make the good point with the addition of Green. He, he gives them something they needed. And you saw that yesterday against Northeastern. All right, so we've hit on college and pro basketball. When we come back, Tim mentioned this at the very top of the show. For those of you that stayed up to the conclusion of that Cowboys-Lions game, a controversial finish. We're going to share our thoughts on that. We're going to get into some football as well. If you want to join us, 401-777-1037 is the phone number. You're listening to Meter and the Coach on 103.7 WEEI. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 